Welcome to Elemental Talks, a podcast that airs innovative voices from the worlds of marketing, design and development. Listen to experts exploring best practices and learn how to build better websites. Shay Howe is VP of Design at ActiveCampaign, an integrated software as a service for email marketing, marketing automation and small business CRM. He is also the co-founder of Lead Honestly, which helps employers actively engage their employees with insightful questions and one-on-one meeting assistance. In this podcast, Shay explains when we should start using automation, describes the role of email marketing in a product's onboarding process, and shares his insights on how to grow your email list. Welcome to another episode of Elementary Talks. With me is Matan. Hi, Ben. And today I want to delve deep into the topic of email marketing. I know this is in the minds of a lot of our listeners. And who better to talk to than Shay Howe, who is the VP of Design at ActiveCampaign. Hi, Shay. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So you are the VP of Design at ActiveCampaign. What does that mean? What do you do? How does your workday look like? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a good question. I do, I do a lot of things around here. And first and foremost is leading the design team. So uh, that is uh, a mix of both product design. So what our product actually is and kind of the direction of where that's headed alongside our product and engineering teams, uh, as well as our marketing and communications design. So kind of understanding what is our website, what is our marketing presence, how are we basically representing our brand and other items. So uh, digging it a bunch there. But I've also for the last year and a half led the marketing team uh, and kind of dig into... Uh, miscellaneous strategic areas across the organization. So there really isn't uh, a standard or normal day. Um, they can kind of be a bit all over the place, but always exciting and kind of always um, enjoyable digging in and solving just different problems uh, at every, you know, any given time. So uh, it, it's kind of hard to say, honestly. You're kind of like a jack of all trades, which is also <laughs> a large affinity to our audience. There's another similarity to uh, Elementor users because you're a teacher also of, of the CSS and HTML. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went to school for design. It's kind of like where I started. But design is one of those things where it, like, it exists to solve a problem, right? Uh, but you don't really know if you solve that problem until it's built, it's in the hands of a customer or user. Uh, so I kind of backed my way into kind of teaching myself more engineering, more front-end development skills, and kind of, kind of gotten more well-rounded on that as well. I, I think that there's a certain leap that is required for people who, I mean, it's very easy in, in some way to, to manage HTML and CSS. And when, when you leap into email marketing, what, what do you see are the main struggles uh, of, of designers uh, in that transition? Yeah, well, I, especially like today, you know, the, like the web presence, the technology um, there is, is, is so high. Um, there's just a number of different things you can do and dig into. Uh, and then you get into some of the email marketing side and you don't have a lot of those bells and whistles, right? So a lot of it kind of gets stripped back to some of the original basics. And that idea of different browser or different client support, um, you know, it's difficult when you're in the, like the email space. So I honestly think like email development is actually harder than web development in a lot of ways. So I think like um, just from a consideration standpoint of like digging into and developing emails, mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes into it. And I think so much of that can be missed on the surface. So, you know, I, I give credit and prop to those who, who dig in and do it well. We just mentioned the similarity between the business, between the audiences. Um, do you think... That in general, should small businesses, even if it's a freelance web designer, 
do they need they, should they send emails at all Ooh, like a like a freelance web designer yeah i just started out you know um, on my own yeah. independent it's a, you know it's a good question and i don't like i don't like the answer like it depends but i really think it does you you could be a freelance designer that has a great book of clients you had healthy customer referrals and honestly like you probably don't need to do it you probably don't actually need to do email marketing specifically are there other areas or other ways you could use email and automation to help run um, you know your business better uh, you know you could build <clears throat> emails around how to make sure your invoices are paid uh, how to share designs or get client feedback I certainly think email plays a part in what kind of like your you provide a, as an experience to your customers but to go specifically like email marketing maybe not the other side of that could be true too, though, right? Where um, email marketing is one of the core drivers of how you uh, garner and capture business. So you might have uh, a website where you do some blogging, uh, where you capture email uh, addresses, you do nurturing against them, and those turn into incredible customers. So um, honestly, I, I can see it both ways. And while I don't love the, the answer, it depends, um, I do believe it does uh, and can. I think the first step that most uh, small businesses, freelancers or agencies is new, uh, email marketing in terms of, uh, you know, sending their blog posts and, and activities and events. What are, are, when is the tipping point where you also need to think about more, um, I would say, sophisticated uh, automation that actually active campaign allows? From day one, honestly, the, the automation capabilities basically they give you superpowers the the ability to take in a core business process and to begin automating it it's like having uh, an extra employee without the desk right you can start to do things you've never been able to do and or provide time to do things uh, you're more equipped or more capable of doing you know you can use automation to kind of augment uh, what might be the mundane task uh, that you have within your role or, or your job I would start to think about that from the beginning of how can you use automation to get your time back uh, to use it more effectively in other areas of your business. Can you give an example of, of uh, you know, of this sort of uh, start starting point? For sure. Yeah. So say like one of the, the easiest ones and one of the ones people, um, you know, pretty quickly recognize, say you run an e-commerce business uh, and someone is on your website and they put, um, they put an item in the cart but don't end up actually purchasing it or checking out. They abandon the basket, so to speak. Abandoned cart, like email automation, uh, is a really big one, right? To say, you know, Shay was interested in this pair of shoes. He put them in the cart, but never actually made the purchase. Let's email him um, and give him a coupon to get him to come back, to entice him to actually come back uh, and, and, you know, make that purchase. That's an easy one when you think about like e-commerce, but you could do that across the board for, for anything. So Elementor, for example, could build automation to say, you know, someone subscribes to uh, our newsletter and we notice that they're blogging or excuse me, uh, browsing certain categories of our blog. You know, maybe we should reach out to them and ask them if they have questions around, uh, you know, how to create specific landing pages or how to uh, create specific call to actions because that seems to be where their interest is. Likewise, if that same person then visits your pricing page, uh, you might be able to say that they're a more qualified buyer than those who aren't, right? Like they're expressing some level of interest or actions uh, in moving through your funnel. You could use automation to help show and expose that. So then you can actually build a, a human connection or relationship from that too. So I think you, you can find the right ways to blend the automation and human touch around it. But those would be like two quick examples. 
there's another uh, tool or there's, it's another mean for uh, using email marketing as a product or service onboarding process. That's a different. Mm -hmm. uh, how significant is this role of email? I, I think it's a big one. You know, getting people onboarding to your product is going to be one of the largest key indicators of how successful they are and how long they retain with your product. The onboarding isn't buttoned up or isn't functioning well. Um, the chance of them actually getting onboarded and becoming an active user of your product significantly falls. And as does the same chance of them being a customer a year later. So getting them uh, onboarded properly is, is big, right? That's something you definitely want to, to dig into. I think a lot of that can be product-led where the product is helping them actually engage and go through the onboarding. But you can use email to augment and pull people back to it. So uh, if they if they fall off in a process, you can email. Uh, excuse me, you can use email to kind of entice them and pull them back in. You can also use email as a, that confirmation to say, "Hey, you, you took these actions. Congratulations!" Right? Like you're actually making uh, significant progress here. So you can use it as a, a channel of reward. You also use it as a channel of education. So to say, "Hey, you did these things. Um, here's what's next. Here's what's kind of upcoming." Uh, here's what you should be paying attention to or be aware of. I see email as a, an incredible companion into what that onboarding process can be. One of the challenges that uh, I think uh, designers face at the start is actually not getting too uh, confused about the automation, meaning if the user clicks on this, we will send, I mean, it can get a bit uh, complex, the, the structure of, of the automation. Mm -hmm and the number of emails. So how do you keep it simple yet effective and personalized? That's a great question. It can be difficult. Uh, and I think it can be, you know, it can be intimidating as you look at it, as you start to get into it. Um, <clears throat> honestly, like a, much like you'd approach any other project, start to break it down. So, um, you know, if you, if you were to design a website, if you were to, you know, write a blog post, think about the outline of it. What is the structure of that? How are you going to get into it? how we start to kind of like block and tackle certain sections of it. One of the things I, I love to do and, and kind of encourage others to do when they're getting into automation is just to think about what is that customer journey uh, or what is the process you're, you're looking to help like, you know, augment with automation and just do it on a whiteboard, do it with pen and paper. And from that start to look at it and say like, okay, like where can automation help or what would be the, the right, um, moment to to layer in some automation or where could automation help us build some process here and then just just scope there right so start small and kind of just build automation into that one piece or that one part and then layer in additional automation as you want um, but i would do so in a uh, a modular fashion and or like kind of comp component based system so i wouldn't build one big automation that does everything inside of your customer onboarding for example I'd have a few different automations and handle different parts of it. So as you dig into the ability to kind of edit, monitor, uh, and change those automations over time, you're not stuck kind of wondering how this big uh, automation works itself, right? You're, you're dealing more uh, in tune with the individual automations within. I would add maybe also see what already the journey is for success, successful uh, clients that register to your service and then recreate the same process by encouraging users to go on the same route. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Be a great idea. Another challenge, uh, great challenge, is growing the email list. So what kind of uh, things have you seen that, that work for your customers and, and for your own brand? Yeah, you know, providing value. So um, people kind of intrinsically know 
um, you know, if you just have like a website and you're like, Hey, put like, put in your email, uh, and we'll, we'll send you our newsletter. You kind of have to tell them, you know, what, like, what is the value of the newsletter? Do you have examples of that value, uh, with content on your website or on your blog? So giving something up in order to get, uh, you know, their identification of an email address is a big part of it. So for us, like we, we write a lot, we have blog posts that we're putting out every single day. We're thinking about like the value added to our customers through that. Uh, what would we need to do that would um, earn the respect and, you know, allow them to basically identify themselves to us. So that's been a big way. Another side of that is like gated content to say, you know, maybe we create an ebook or we have a webinar, you know, could we use those as ways to kind of identify someone and get them into, um, you know, our email nurturing sequences, those work. And then honestly having really good emails, um, like having a good, uh, like value added content through your emails <clears throat> and allowing those to be forwarded and shared with others uh, is a great way to basically drive back more customers and get higher engagement on those lists too. So a number of different ways you can do it, but I was thinking about and, and going through the lens of how are we adding value to this conversation uh, can, can and just providing that, more than we're that, taking throughout it, if that makes sense. Shay, Shay can you repeat yeah. that last sentence you were cut off? When you're getting into it and thinking about how to grow your list, it would always be about thinking about how you're adding value to the conversation and, and giving far more than you're taking through it. If you do that well, your list will continue to grow. Uh, another subject that is closely related, but it's uh, about deliverability. It's always been a crucial topic here. Uh, it's basically to our listeners, it actually means when an email successfully arrives in the person inbox, it's not just enough to deliver mm -hmm. it. But there are a few factors that actually have a lot of uh, impact on this. Can you share some tips with our listeners on how to improve deliverability? Yeah, yeah. Deliverability is a, uh, it's a big topic. There's a lot uh, you could dig into it. Um, <clears throat> and one of the things like, you know, you'll notice is if, uh, say you switch like your email providers, right? So say you're switching from one host to another, you know, deliverability is like almost immediately one of the things people pay attention to quickly. And a lot of times through the respect of deliverability isn't the same as it was uh, with another, you know, a different email service provider. A number of things go into that. So, um, you know, it could be the address from which the emails are sent, you know, kind of the IP behind that. So, you know, as, as you get into it, as you want to think about your deliverability and how to improve it, one of the things that, you know, I would recommend and dig into is email and connect with like your highest engaged contacts first. Build out a segment, uh, create an audience where uh, you've seen historically really good interactions from uh, opens, click throughs, forwards, replies, you know, areas where you get good engagement and email them first um, and do that, you know, do that for a couple of weeks. Honestly, that will begin to uh, kind of build up a reputation for your emails is something that is highly valuable uh, that people appreciate and will engage with and slowly start to kind of expand that net of other contacts into that reach. Um, those contacts that might not be as engaged, but you still want to reach out to, still want to uh, engage with and start to create some value for. So, you know, I, I generally recommend starting small and kind of expanding that out. Areas I, you know, I would <clears throat> just completely avoid is don't email anyone who actually hasn't given you permission to do so, right? Someone who hasn't opted in. So, you know, just like researching and dumping contacts into a list or buying a list is one of the quickest ways to kind of ruin your reputation and, you know, significantly decrease your deliverability rates. So um, I would certainly stay away from those areas as well. I mean, there's been a lot of changes, I would say, in the this topic of deliverability. I mean, it, it used to be a lot easier to get in someone's inbox 
And today there's also the promotion box and, mm-hmm. and of course the spam, which has become very sophisticated uh, and a lot of sophisticated uh, topics like uh, IP scoring. So how can someone uh, deal with that? What's the best way to kind of wrap your, your hands uh, around that? It's a lot to do. Uh, one of the things that, you know, I'm always continually kind of thinking about is like, where is time best spent? <clears throat> um, and honestly, like, is it best spent doing that for your business? I don't, I don't know. It would kind of depend on the business. You know, some of the areas I'd think about is knowing, knowing a little is probably going to be good enough in those respects. There are a lot of tools, mm-hmm. Litmus and the like, that will help you kind of understand how your emails will show up uh, in an inbox, if you will. But, you know, like getting into the mechanics of, um, you know, IP addresses and, and everything there within, I don't know if that's like significantly going to help. And I, I think like I would, I would go like on the 80-20 side of this and say, you know, find how to engage and work with like those best contacts to basically warm up an IP and you're going to be in decent shape. And then as you begin to email people, Run some split tests, find different ways, uh, play with different subject lines, play with different designs of emails, play with just plain text emails versus actually designed or coded emails. The experimentation there will probably teach you more than really doing a lot of research and digging into how all those things work mechanically. And throughout that process, like you're going to learn more about your business too, not just how about the technology works. So generally speaking, like I, I take that approach versus trying to really fully go deep and understand how everything's working behind the scenes. I'm far more of a, an experimentation mindset uh, and learning through that lens, if you will. There's also been a, a trend lately for companies like ActiveCampaign to become the new type of web-based CRM as opposed to software CRM. What are the differences that, that you see in terms of uh, pros and cons between the two ways of dealing with uh with customers walk me through that like a bit more like you say with web versus like contact like 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 having having active campaign serve also as a like a semi crm as opposed to a, a another solution like salesforce uh, yeah you know one of the things like we we think about um is essentially like not owning everything like we we you know we don't really have an intrinsic interest in being an all-in-one platform. So we want people to bring the best tools for the job, you know, to the table. And that, that you know, that could be using um, Salesforce Essentials or another CRM. Uh, we want to integrate with those, right? Like we want to make those work, uh, and, you know, and function alongside the automation capabilities we have, the email marketing we have, you know, kind of the messaging and conversational components. You know, we do notice a lot of customers that, you know, they they want they want a CRM, right? Like they, they want to actually understand uh, the relationship uh, to their customers, kind of the opportunities they have with those customers, the pipeline of, you know, how they're moving towards and, and through different sales motions. So for us, like building out a CRM was a great way to kind of give them that insights. But as we got into it, as we approached it, um, we built everything from the lens of how can we build automation into this practice too. So, you know, how do you have your, your standard CRM uh, and how do we use automation to allow you to meaningfully connect and engage with those customers within it. And using automation kind of open up the door to create that human connection. Uh, Understanding at the end of the day, you're still dealing with people. So, you know, using automation as a layer to say, now is the right time to reach out to this person about this topic. You know, and we we kind of approach it in the lens of we have incredible automation capabilities. Let's layer in uh, another layer of what allows you to see uh, a better insight, better picture of what that customer's experience or customer journey is too. Uh, and that's kind of the route of how we dug into a CRM. 
Yeah. Besides the, the customer journey, uh, Active Campaign also has features that uh, deliver information and data about the user, uh, about uh, the company, uh, and that I think also helps in terms of, of uh, you know, better personalization of, of the email marketing. Can you elaborate what that includes and how uh, your users actually use that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when we think about um, automation, we think about the entire customer experience. You know, we're not just thinking about automation in the lens of email marketing uh, or kind of drip or nurturing campaigns. You know, and we're, we're actually thinking far more outside the, the sales and marketing funnel as it traditionally exists. You know, we, we're thinking about automation and how to work uh, across the entire customer journey or life cycle all the way through uh, what is building awareness uh, in true interest through evaluation, uh, through, you know, an actual conversion or sale into the onboarding, the servicing, so the support, um, you know, turning people into loyal advocates. So the way we've built our, our platform and a lot of the tooling is taking all that into consideration, uh, allowing you to uh, integrate all the different tools you have so that the data is coming together uh, to build automation off the data but also enrich it as well and, and building in automation into tools that, you know, don't traditionally have it today. An example of this could be, so, you know, say, say you have um, uh, software as a service business and you have, um, you know, a customer that uh, recently reached out uh, because they had an issue. They, you know, uh, perhaps something wasn't working correctly or they weren't too sure how to accomplish a, a certain process in the tool. That can be noted inside of a... Um, uh, a support or ticket tracking type software. Uh, and if that's uh, integrated into Active Campaign, uh, when you go to that person's kind of contact profile, you could see, oh, hey, they just submitted this ticket. Uh, you can kind of see the details about it or kind of what their, you know, their questions are or where they're at. And at the same time, like if you have automations going on around that person, you could be sharing that type, same type of information with the sales and success teams around saying, hey, this person currently has an, uh, like an open issue now is not the time to call them to try and upsell them. You know, now is not the time to kind of send them this campaign mm. that speaks specifically on this topic because they have a concern over here. So uh, frankly, sending that email or, you know, placing that call might further frustrate them uh, and they might actually reply yeah. or, you know, respond with a question about their support ticket to which you might not know anything about. So trying to build insights into that across the entire customer journey uh, goes a long way. And that's, an example of, of many you could buy to kind of in terms of how are you bringing all that data together? Uh, how are you building awareness around it? And then uh, enabling people to take action off of it. That's great. Do you also have any resources and, and books and, and uh, subject matters on, the, on this topic of personalization and, uh, you know, the customer journey? Did you yeah, recommend? for sure. You know, like selfishly speaking, we do a ton uh, here at Active Campaign on this. So, you know, if you check out our blog, so just activecampaign.com forward slash blog, uh, as well as we have, uh, we have an entire education team focused on helping people understand these things. Um, not only just how to use our product, but essentially like how to build the best customer experiences. Uh, so if you go to activecampaign.com forward slash learn, uh, there's a lot to dig into there as well. You know, more traditionally speaking, like like books or podcasts around it. Yeah, there's a lot out there um, and a lot you could dig into. I don't know that I have like a like quintessential like go-to guide for how to think about these things. Maybe, maybe that's an opportunity actually. I, yeah, I wish I had like a, here is the book on personalization I would read. 
uh, or here is like the podcast that really digs into it. I think it's a new topic that has uh, that is it has started. We we've seen it in in big companies like Netflix, and now it's it's drip, dripping down. Elementor also has uh, ca- these capabilities, and we're just I think seeing the potential of what you can do in terms of integrating email marketing software, design software, and uh, even ad platforms to really create a, a different experience for users. Yeah, there's, it's, it's a bit of a buzzword right now, but I think something, if I were to dig into this or want to start like researching it, one of the things I would think about, uh, and this is probably more towards, um, you know, I would say technology organizations, but the, the term product-led is pretty inter- interesting. <clears throat> and the idea is there that like, you're using the product to help grow uh, and as one of your like core differentiators from a marketing strategy. And that's, you know, using automation or in the way people interact with your product or that customer journey to help the business grow. Uh, more so than more traditional means of uh, marketing, if you will. So, you know, if you're on the technology side or that, you know, that space, uh, I would dig into the term product-led. Interesting. And uh, before uh, wrapping up, uh, where can our listeners follow you? Are you active on uh, Twitter? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I would say semi-active. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, um, it's just Shea House. So S-H-A-Y-H-O-W-E. I think I'm very fortunate that I have like a short name, yet a unique name. Uh, so I've been able to basically land Shea How as a handle on pretty much everything. So, um, <laughs> if, if you Google me, um, you know, it's shayhow.com, Shea on Twitter, Shea on LinkedIn. So yeah, yeah, yeah you, you won't miss me. I don't believe if you just Google Shea How. Great. Shay, it's uh, been a pleasure talking to you. I mean, it seems like such a, a, a huge, uh, you know, venture to try to, you know, really get to grips with email marketing and, we are, we're also figuring that out. Yes, <laughs> as a too. Yeah. And, uh, and you're doing a great job at Active Campaign in, in simplifying matters. So thanks for, for being here and giving us uh, these wonderful answers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. If it gives you uh, any, any faith, uh, we've been in business 17 years now. And honestly, are, like, these things are continually evolving, continually changing. You know, we build email marketing, marketing automation, kind of like sales automation tools. And these are still practices we're learning about and growing and evolving into every day. So, you know, it's uh, more of a marathon, not a sprint. So, you know, don't, uh, don't get too tied into thinking that this is, is a set it and forget it. It's, um, you know, it's one of those things you're going to have to kind of continually pay attention to and dig into, but the rewards, uh, you know, the, the benefits to it are certainly there. Definitely, I agree. So thank you very much, Shay Howe, VP of Design at Active Campaign. Thank you.